everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with a very special guest. Um, I only know her from uh, Twitter. Um, uh, introduce introduce yourself. You go by RFH. Someone told me don't ask what the H stands for. Uh, so <laughs> I, so I, I'm, I'm completely naive. T- tell me tell me what RFH is. Um, it stands for Redfin Hitler. <laughs> yes, I did know what that was. By the way, that wasn't a mistake. Uh, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a funny name I made up one day, completely out of nowhere. Um, but now it's just RFH. I think I got to the point where I had enough notoriety where I can just do the letters like Bap yeah. does. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> RFH. So, I mean, I saw I saw your account and I'm just like, oh, radical feminism. I don't think I like that. Hitler. I don't think I like that. But like you put them together. And it's like, okay, this actually, this person might be fascinating. This person might be very interesting. Um, and you're sort of, you're part of the like, an, you know, I wanted to talk to you because you're part of the online an- anonymous world and people would like always, you know, sort of talk to me and say, oh, you got to check out this online account or check out that line, like, online account. Like almost, ex- like almost completely like, you know, without exception, I hate them all. Like, I just think they're all terrible. And like when I have friends who like get really excited about anon accounts, like <laughs> it's just a bad, it's just a very bad sign at this point. Um, because I think usually it seems to me that like what most people want from like an anonymous account is just like themselves, but like more extreme. Right. And so it's like, I'm yeah. racist. So this person is super racist and uses like racial slurs. Like, isn't that an amazing account? <laughs> or it's like, you know, I'm sexist or I think there's differences between men and women. Like this one is like super sexist. Right. Isn't that amazing? And I'm just, you know, I'm just like not. That's not what I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for, you know, if, if somebody who can, who's interesting, can make you think. And, and, and these people, you know, they generally don't. Um, but you have sort of a different perspective. Like I think you're like you're right wing in a lot of ways, but you're also, you know, you also are like the name suggests a feminist. So can you talk about sort of like you know where do you see yourself and like the internet ecosystem and sort of how you think about politics? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, in the internet ecosystem, well, I've I've tried doing like an inventory of like my following before. Like I've done um, like polls in regards to what countries people are from, what they identify politically, and um, what gender they are, and and race too. And honestly, it's just it's such a good mix of people. Um, I kind of get all over, like, I always thought even early on that, like, most of my followers were, like, very right-wing, like, a lot of hate followers or just right-wing women that were kind of tired of some of the, like, white women fuck dogs type of stuff (laughs) and was very, like, (laughs) over that. Um, But I found that, like, a lot of rad fams and... um, people who are really far left follow me too, actually. I kind of get like a big, um, what's the word? Just a, a big, like expanse of all sorts of, um, ideologies. I would say the one thing that they have in common is that all these people are very high in openness. Um, and like you said, I think they just like hearing something kind of different. Um, and because my politics are so, they're kind of all over the place, to be honest. And I mean, it makes sense just by virtue of like my own experiences. Like I grew up 
very like normal Republican family. Um, and my mom is like, well, my mom's kind of a hippie in a way, but also like very Republican at the same time. Um, we kind of jumped around different religions for a bit, like all, all within Christianity. But, um, my mom like grew up Lutheran, like it's like what our family is. But then when I was young, like we were Episcopalian pretty much always, but then my mom wanted to up and move overseas. So we did that. And then she met some Mormon guy and he like totally had the hots for her. I so it's like terrible growing up with like a hot mother. Like you notice this a lot when you're um when when you're young, like men just being creepy. Um and my parents had been divorced since I was like really young. But um so I, I saw this happen a lot. But anyways, we became like Mormon and then I went to like Catholic school for a very long time because my mom didn't like the public schools in in my area. You might be familiar with with the school, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I just I grew up in this kind of Republican but sort of hippie family, and then in college, I don't know. I did the stupid thing of like I really like Ayn Rand and libertarianism, and I did the whole Lolbert thing for a minute. Got very into that. Then I really liked Trump, and then I just kind of had a falling out from the whole thing. I didn't like reject everything outright, but. I, because I was so in deep with all these communities and I was so hyper online, I just, I don't know, like you see a lot of stuff happening between people and you see there's a lot of the same interpersonal issues that you were kind of criticizing like the left for and having problems with that. And it was just kind of all the same shit. Um, So I just feel pretty politically homeless now, but I would say the one thing I have in common with, with the people who follow me, regardless of, you know, where they kind of lie on the spectrum is that they're just very high in openness, kind of, kind of autistic people (laughs) that just want to play around with different ideas and maybe don't necessarily fit entirely in one camp. And they're just curious. I I mean, I agree. I really, I mean, I'm like you, I think right wing, but like open, and so it's just like these people yeah. are, I mean, like I had this thing and I, you know, I'm not complaining because people are attacking me. I do it for, for fun, for entertainment. But I had this poll, like if Jeffrey Epstein wants to, you know, pay a young girl to have sex, like, should he be allowed to do it? Right. It's just a, a theoretical thing. Um, and then, you know, they go crazy. They, they really go crazy over like this, you know, theoretical question. And I'm doing it because like, it's so stupid. Like, I just really, really hate this attitude. Like when I was a kid, uh, like when I was a kid, I mean, like, you know, like 20 years ago, um, you know, like Peter Singer would be like, you know, he would be around and, you know, he just had this bestiality thing, which like, you know, he, he like defended legalizing bestiality um, or said it was, you know, potentially something we should do. And then like everyone lost their mind. You know, Peter Singer used to, he used to be for infanticide. You know, I remember he would like, he made this argument that potentially, um, you know, if a child is handicapped, um, you know, and if you, if you wanted to let it die, I don't know if he was talking about abortion or infanticide. He's like, you know, you, you would let it die or you'd kill it. And then you'd have a happier life. Like if you had a kid like, like to replace him. Right. Um, and like, he could say that, I think there were protests of Peter Singer, but like people can play around with ideas. Like I'm very like, just, 
you know, it's like these people who are anti-woke, they just have like this other kind of orthodoxy, right? It just becomes everyone's yeah. a pedophile. Everyone wants to sacrifice babies. And I just, I, I became just so, I just became so, like, I, I don't know, maybe you became disillusioned in the same way. But like, to me, it's like running to these people on Twitter. It's like, because I'm anti-woke, I get this like anti-woke people. And then I just notice like all the ways in which the anti-woke people like suck. And then I sort of become obsessed with like pushing back against them. I, I think something, something yeah. happens similar with you, right? <laughs> that's, that's pretty much exactly what kind of happened with me. Um, it was just the, it was just, I guess, the dogmaticness of it all. Um, it got really exhausting and ridiculous and... I realized that a lot of the things that, like, your boomer parents told you, like, yeah, they're stupid, too. They're not right about everything. But there were a number of things they, they were right about. And, like, when I was growing up and stuff. And I just kind of realized, like, there's no one group that has all the answers. And I kind of just like listening to everyone's little take on things. Because I think there's truth in pretty much any ideology, there's going to be kernels of truth there. It's something of value. Um, the problem is everything, like you said, it just gets turned into a religion. And I don't really think, uh, I don't know, like political ideology should be <laughs> a religion. Like that's, I guess that's kind of a sign of the times, <laughs> but like humans are just very religious by nature. And if, you know, they're not going to believe in things like Jesus. They're going to, you know, they're just going to religionize that. And the people talking about, you know, like the cathedral and all this talk, like the woke religion, they were right in identifying that. The funny thing is they just couldn't identify those qualities in themselves. And yeah, just like you were saying, I just like pushing back on that and like being a mirror and kind of showing them they're not really all that yeah. different from the people they whine about. It's... um. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and I see you, but you get you must get a lot of hate. I, I do see that, right? You, you, I saw your Twitter account was suspended oh, yeah. once. I, I think you said because they mass reported you. Is that right? Oh yeah, that was like way back. Like my original account was mass reported by like BAP and his people. Um, Does BAP tell people to mass report? Does that seems like a pretty, you know, HR lady kind he, of? He well, do. I don't think he was telling people to mass. I don't know if he said, I don't remember if he actually said mass report, but he was telling people, I guess, that I was like a fed and I was like getting paid this much money. Honestly, I think he was just trolling. I don't think he actually thinks that, but I think he kind of gets a kick out of the fact that his audience is kind of nuts and doesn't really even understand him. Um, and he's kind of a troll too. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of like, I actually really enjoy a lot of BAPS posting, actually, especially as Costin. That's been really enjoyable yeah. to see all the food posts and travel yeah. posts. Like he's this like millennial white yeah. woman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I that was like years ago. And then I made a new account after like Elon, you know, took over Twitter. And yeah, it's been pretty good since then it's been it's been better than the than the original twitter in a sense that like people do seem to get back to you in regards to reports and stuff like if you're getting because i've been suspended on this account too but i was able to undo it because it was just it wasn't like it was bullshit you know it was just again people being ridiculous um 
Yeah. So I, it's, it's been going better yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I like you said, people who follow BAP don't. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you see these like Christian, like BAP followers and it's like, you know, I, I don't think this is compatible. Right. I think it's just like these, these weird Catholics who are like, you know, following around this like <laughs> Nietzschean eugenics guy, guy who's obsessed with eugenics. Yeah. I think a lot of these people are just, you know, they're just grabbing on to sort of anything they see. Yeah. It's extremely goofy and nothing I think illustrates it better than actually the abortion issue just because, um, you know, ancient people from that time, like, killed their babies. <laughs> they weren't even just doing yeah. abortion. Oh, have you, you read know? a book like, called were... Mabiki? You should no. read it. It's about the, they have these demographic data from Japan um, in, like, you know, the 1700s. Um, I think the 1600s and the 1700s. And they just calculate because they have like census data on like male to female ratios. And they can like calculate like how many w- girls they must have killed because, you know, they, it should be 50-50, right? So if it's like right. too many too many guys, you know, and, and they come up with like crazy numbers for like parts of Japan, like 50%, they're killing like 50% of their children. I mean, it's it's oh my it's, God. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is 17th century Japan and they really go into the detail. They go into like the culture behind it. It wasn't seen as a big deal. It was just like. No, not at all. Yeah, exactly. So this, tra- yeah, it, it, there is, but there is this Christian thing, right? Which is not the trap thing. They are completely separate things. Right, exactly. Like Christianity was actually changed a lot by by saying like you can't do that. Um it was extremely normalized to just abandon infants on, you know, out in the woods or something. Um if people like couldn't take care of them or they were born, you know, with some sort of disfigurement or whatever, they just they didn't want to deal with it back then and um, it's actually like a sign of like a softer, more modern, more wealthy society that we have such a respect for life that we do. And it's just kind of funny that they don't really put that together because there's a lot of complaining about modernity, but then there's a lot of like villainizing of abortion. And it's kind of like, you don't get to the point in a society where we have a problem with abortion. We're having a discussion about it at all when you don't have like nice modern things and money (laughs) like this is all coming from the fact that there's like a surplus there's more of a surplus of like resources that people feel like well that just feels cruel then to to abort like disabled kids or to let them die on cliffs of exposure because it's like now we have resources to help them so why would you do that um I just think it's funny they never quite put that together. They should be a bit more thankful, perhaps, yeah. for, for some of the things modernity has given them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, I see this, like, sort of internet, you know, uh, right-wing sort of blob. And, I, you know, I think that, like, one thing, like, a lot of these accounts do is they're just, you know, it's just about how much women suck, right? It's like women suck, women suck, women suck, women are bad in this way. That And I see sort of your role. It's like not that you have to agree with you all the time, but it's just a corrective, right? It's just like, no, actually yeah. men suck. Like I'm just going to do their thing exactly. in like reverse. Like I, I get the feeling that oftentimes you're exaggerating. You know, am I, am I correct in that assumption? Yeah. I mean, I do mean it in the moment, but <laughs> I yeah. say it's like my id, you know, and it's, I obviously have a much more, um, I guess, like nuanced view of men that some, that that a number of my tweets would suggest. And the problem with a lot of these guys is that 
they are really like spurgy and they can't really read tone even in person that well, let alone written. So they can't like really differentiate between the posts that are very earnest and the posts that are supposed to be. You have reached the end of the free recording for this episode of Clown Car. To listen to the rest of the episode, please consider becoming a paid subscriber.